Cell phone video captured the arrest. A shooter, a mass shooter. Hey, look at here, a young boy. They have one individual in custody. Welcome to the podcast. Rudy's Revelation. May 14th, 2022. This week I'll be talking back to the Sunny Talking Heads on CBS. Face the Nation. Or New York Governor Kathy Holchel. Comments on the shooting in Buffalo at the supermarket there where white supremacy terrorism is discussed and a manifesto was purportedly written and posted by the suspected gunman. So Kathy Holchel, uh, as she was the appointed governor of New York City or of New York State, excuse me, and now she is going to start going after guns with this very convenient shooting that just happened to pop up when everybody was losing faith in the narrative that there is such a thing as white supremacy. Of course, we'll be tearing into the Sunday New York Times, showing how the newspaper continually mischaracterizes the facts and misleads the public. And I'll be taking you back to school, giving you some historical context to frame this week's news narratives. So we're going to start the day off talking about infanticide. The word of the day, infanticide. Infanticide from Britannica. The killing of a newborn has often been interpreted as a primitive method of birth control and a means of ridding a group of its weak and deformed children. But most societies actively desire children and put them to and put them to death or allow them to die only under exceptional circumstances. It goes on to say among the Eskimo, for example, conditions of life were so severe that it was sometimes a practice to kill female children shortly after birth, also in communist China. And Wikipedia says infanticide or infant ha- homicide is the intentional killing of an infant or offspring. Infanticide was widespread practice throughout human history and was mainly used to dispose of unwanted children. Its main purpose is the prevention of resources being spent on weak or disabled offspring. Unwanted infants were normally abandoned to die of exposure, but in some societies, they were kept comfortable. No, they were deliberately killed. This is from Baby Gaga, 15 of the most horrible societies that practice infanticide. From the very beginnings of human civilization, babies have been abandoned because they were inconvenient, unwanted, not the right child. Now, people get rid of babies all the time, apparently, throughout human history. But now we have the widespread practice of infanticide by killing babies in the womb before they're born. Because as you would see previously that uh, in the Wikipedia article, that infanticide is now widely illegal 
but in some places the practice is tolerated or the prohibition not strictly enforced. Infanticide reportedly used by the state of North Korea as punitive or social control measure and may be used or have been used recently in other totalitarian states, also in some tribal societies, but not in democracies, apparently, where they kill the babies in the womb. Going back to the American thinker, in this article from 2019, infanticide is legal in the United States in this article by... Stephen McCain, and he writes, Democrats in New York legalized third trimester abortions, allowing women to abort fully formed, viable, healthy infants for any reason, virtually up to the point of birth. From the American Spectator, infanticide makes a comeback. And here they have a picture of uh, former Virginia Governor uh, Ralph Northam. This is an article by Wesley Smith. It's not that Democrats support infanticide. They just aren't against it. The other conclusion one can reach when 44 out of a 47 state Democrats block the Senate from voting on a bill requiring that any baby who survives an abortion, in any other words, a baby who was born, must be brought to the hospital for care and treatment with the same degree of professional skill, care, and diligence to preserve the life and health of the child as a reasonably diligent and conscientious healthcare practitioner would render to any other child born alive at the same gestational age. And we had Nancy Pelosi uh, over the weekend talking about the science hasn't changed, which means a lot of the abortion rules are based on viability of birth. So if the baby can't be born at that time, it can be aborted. Which uh, Christians and the lovers of life uh, think that as soon as it's a living thing, uh, and with moderation, that uh, abortions shouldn't be carried out, at least by any sane society. This is from Science Direct. And they define as generally infanticide refers to the killing of a young child under the age of 12 months with the term neonaticide being reserved for murders when the victims are under one month of age. Here we see modern-day infanticide in Maryland. Understand what is at stake in the state's proposed legislation. Now, this is an article from uh, March of this year. The Supreme Court may be poised to overturn Roe versus Wade, and that is that has pro-abortion advocates in some states rushing to enshrine the right to an abortion in law. The rush reveals a dark philosophy underlying abortion rights. It reveals just how far pro-abortion advocates would like to go. Recent legislative proposals even legalize infanticide. And this is from the American Academy of Pediatrics, Modern Infanticide. This is from 1979. The careless neglect of the nation's urban poor children is a contemporary version of the old age practice of infanticide, of the industrialist treatments of the throwaway children of the 19th century. What they have in common with their early counterparts is that they are conceived as insignificant, uh, they are expendable, and as long as they are able to pin the blame on so many violent misfits on some scapegoat institution, be it in the media or in the schools, we do not need to feel guilty nor responsible for the beatings children receive. 
like the Cinco Centro burgers, uh, the French government in the 18th century, we can wash our hands of the chain of reaction of violence. So this talks about inner city urban poor or poor in general dying uh, by the neglect of the state. Now, would you rather they be aborted? Which is infanticide? The uh, neglect or the, in fact, uh, undoing uh, of a pregnancy. So we're going to get right into the news, and we're going to talk about, of course, the Buffalo supermarket attack. Here we have from the AP. Now, if you didn't know, I mean, it's all over the news now. Uh, That's why I believe that this somehow is an orchestrated event. White, 18-year-old, wearing, and it says military gear in the AP here. He was wearing fatigues and or camo, military gear, and live streaming with a helmet camera, open fire with a rifle at a supermarket in Buffalo, killing 10 people, 10 black people, and wounding three others Saturday in what authorities described as a racially motivated violent extremism. My problem here is if it was strictly uh, that, why did he shoot white people? I don't know. If you look at his... um, Manifesto, there's a lot of strange things going on there. So police said he shot 11 black people and two white victims before surrendering to authorities in a rampage he broadcast live. Now, we've been seeing a lot of this, and people aren't making the connections between shootings and on what appear to be unmotivated shootings. Now, a little more than a year ago, Colorado grocery store shooting faces 10 counts of murder. Why? Because just a year ago, and this is from CNN, a 21-year-old suspect in a massacre at a Colorado supermarket, which left 10 dead, including the store manager and a police officer, very similar to what happened in Buffalo, faces 10 counts of murder. Now, this guy was not a white nationalist, although it was reported that he was in the early stages of this event. This guy was a Muslim from Arvada, which is near Denver in Colorado, which had a Supers, a King Supers supermarket in his neighborhood, but he drove all the way to Boulder to the King Supers there, killing a range of people from 20 to 65. He was also taken into custody after being shot in the leg, which was strange. But there are a lot of similarities between that and um, what happened in Buffalo. Witnesses recall, witness recalls shooter's blank expression during horrifying Buffalo mass shooting. This is from the New York Post. And she, the witness, goes on to say um, that he walked out of the store and um, had this blank expression on his face. His face was just blank. There was no expression on his face at all. And that leads me to believe that he was not enraged, as many of these people are, but he was under some sort of psychological influence. Maybe even more than that. Maybe mind control. Buffalo shooting Broome County 18-year-old charge. More details emerge about him. So this guy's name was Peyton Gendron, who committed uh, the crime. But uh, we learn 
early on that again he was on the radar of law enforcement we haven't heard about the fbi yet but he was mentally adjudicated and following that this was only last year when he was in high school following that he was allowed to buy weapons which doesn't really bother me but they always worry about people buying weapons but this person was a mentally adjudicated he was released given a clean bill of health and wasn't monitored after that by the surveillance state. It's from the Daily Mail. Buffalo supermarket shooters chilling 180-page manifesto said great replacement theory of whites is being outnumbered and drove him to kill. Again, this is going to be the scapegoat that everything against the right is going to be pinned on. Uh, very convenient. Very conveniently that this, this sort of thing happens. Now, I don't believe any of these are what they say they are. The job is to kind of dissect of what it what really is at play here, what's going on here, whether this was an actual shooting. One of the doubters here is um, this guy from Duke University, Adam Duke, in an alleged 180-page manifesto, tops Marcus Shooter claimed his name was Peyton Drendron, and attended Broom Community College, although there's no record of him there. However, photos in the document below are a sketch comedy of Sam Hyde, and the Broom Community College Public Safety said they had no record of Peyton. So we don't know if he actually uh, attended there. This is from The Atlantic, the left-wing publication. Lone wolf, shoot Lone wolf Shooter has an online pack. Even when the shooter acts alone, their ideology is often shared, and here you have the Atlantic uh, painting everybody on the right, including Tucker Carlson. You didn't think Tucker Carlson was a white supremacist. Now he is because of this guy. And say so they go on to talk about um, how this guy represents everybody on the right. You knew this was coming before the election. Every, everybody, uh, everybody said it was coming. Everybody knew it was coming. Doubter Mike Adams here from Natural News goes on to say, decoding the cryptic manifesto of the alleged Buffalo shooter Peyton Gendron, which also spells Pentagon Droney, whatever. You look too much into this. They go into numerology and stuff. But he, this is the only part of the manifesto I could find was the opening paragraph, uh, which is very reminiscent of 9-11. The guy says, my name is Peyton Gendron. I was born, it gives his date, which makes me 18 years old of writing this. I am the sole perpetrator of the recent attempted mass shooting. Um, this is too weird. Why would someone write, write that, write it like that? It's very reminiscent of the 9-11 phone call from the plane, mom, and then the guy gives his whole name. Who calls their mother and then gives their full name? It's just so odd. I mean, why don't people like look at this? These... This, I mean, this one has an apparent motive, but these things, all these shootings, nobody looks at them as being strange or, or, or at all. Ever since we started having these under Bill Clinton with the Columbine shooting, um, there's been no question about these. I mean, this might as well be a school shooting. It's a young, impressionable kid with mental illness that somehow goes on a shooting rampage with no real, um, no real excuse.
it's not like a workplace shooting where you get fired and you're so mad at your boss, you you go back to work and you shoot the whole, I'm not condoning that. You go in postal about something, but there's a clear motive. But there's so many shootings, mass shootings without clear motive and nobody bothers to ask. This one has an apparent motive, but there are uh, tens, uh, hundred mass shootings with no apparent motive. Hate isn't a motive. You might dislike something, you might even hate it, but it's your vengefulness, your spitefulness, your vindictiveness that makes you want to go out and do something about it. I I hate a lot of things. I don't keep it in my heart, but I claim to hate a lot of things. I would not wish or do anything bad to any of those people or things. Moving along, though, to some tech news, Reuters, do spam bops really compromise under 5% of the Twitter users? Here's the problem with Twitter. If people don't know this, uh, bots are used by the State Department and intelligence agencies during operations, including uh, and especially color revolutions and the Arab Spring to whip up nonviolent conflict with the state. The same thing that happened on January 6th was organized with social media companies and the U.S. State Department and other NATO allies to foment color revolutions and the Arab Spring, which overthrew governments. Get with it, but it happens on our soil um, without bots. No, we can't have that. So Musk says 44 billion uh, Twitter deal on hold. Uh, one person called it already, said he's not going to go through with the purchase. It was just a feign to make him look like he's a good guy or whatever. Um, if he doesn't go through on the deal, and they won't let him go through on the deal because he will discover the bots and the conspiracy within bots and uh, foreign diplomacy. All right, quickly just want to go over, uh, if people didn't hear, Ukraine won the Eurovision uh, uh, singing contest. So there's a singing contest every year called Eurovision. It's a it's a big global thing, and Ukraine won. Go figure. Everybody knew Eurovision was propagandist, but... So I'm going to leave you a little bit just with uh, what I read today. Uh, my psalm was Psalm 21, uh, and I'll just read one line from it. For thou preventest him... With the blessings of goodness, thou settest a crown of pure gold on his head. And this talks about David and Jehovah protecting David and those who trust in the Lord. So Psalm 21, and I also read Zechariah uh, 14, I think 13 and 14, um, where it talks about Jerusalem. And if you look at Jerusalem as a metaphor for the righteous, You'll understand what it talks about here. Basically, uh, the righteous, as in King David, uh, being blessed by Jehovah and going forth and allowed to conquer wickedness. I'm going to go the, through the New York Times really quickly. Uh, we went over this last week, gearing up for the GOP gains, White House braces for a barrage of inquiries, and that's where this shooting fits in, that they get the high ground again. The turbulent aftermath of the Trump era has taken the possibility of divided government to levels of new intensity as some Republicans appear eager to target President Biden. Of course, e even Alex Jones was calling for immediate impeachments, at least get them on the books immediately. And now the uh, the Democrats, uh, as far as public opinion, are against the ropes. 
and they're going to have to fend off challenges. So you just launch a, a new shooting or something to distract everybody. And you could see there's already a new shooting, which they often do. They have a shooting right after a shooting to get people off the scent of what we're all bringing up and saying, hey, look at these anomalies. Hey, how come this shooting was exactly the same as another shooting 1,500 miles away done by a Muslim? Very, very strange. And only a month after a subway shooting, which was also very strange, a New York City subway uh, shooting, which they said targeted white people, no one was really sure. Justice Thomas says leaked opinion destroyed trust at the Supreme Court in the remar uh, at remarks in the conference in Dallas. He also denounced the recent protests at Justice's homes and said conservatives would not adopt such tactics. Um, those protests at Justice's homes are a federal crime, and nobody wants to talk about that. Alabama tran transgender youth can use medicine to transition judge rules. Federal judge temporarily halted uh, part of a new law that prevents doctors from prescribing puberty blockers and hormone therapies to transgender youth. He upheld a ban on uh, sex-altering operations. Uh, so he upheld the operations ban. So they say youth. Uh, really, what people have to understand is these are minors, not youth. Okay, these are minors, which means they are under the care and jurisdiction under their parents. Their parents are legal guardians of these kids. So they label them as youth, which is a nice way to say a young person, a young adult. But they're talking about minors all the way going down to the sixth grade and even, you know, before. It's insane. So you can uh, destroy these kids with puberty blockers when they don't even know what side is up. I mean, Kids are, don't have the mental capacity to make decisions for themselves. That's why they're minors. Four who helped catch subway attack suspect now need help themselves. They aided investigators after the worst subway attack in decades. Will that be enough to persuade immigration authorities to give them? So they're here illegally. They helped catch this guy, uh, which was all a setup anyway. This is another strange shooting which didn't make any sense. Also similarities to past shootings, uh, but didn't make any sense. The guy drew up, uh, was dressed in a disguise or something. And he was like a six foot, 300 pound black guy. Like you're gonna <laughs> not recognize him. Um, but so this article is about giving people asylum here because they helped with an investigation, which it, which it is laudable, certainly. Uh, maybe given the keys to the city and then uh, deported or oh, whatever their status is. I'm not really, you know, people that are here illegally don't bother me. I just don't want more people uh, coming in for Putin. A Nordic's uh, nightmare is springing to life. Here is a picture of Ukrainian uh, ghost unit. For years, uh, Vladimir Putin has viewed the expansion of NATO as an existential threat. He's viewed it like that, that it isn't an existential threat to Russia. Hemmed in with Western missiles on his doorsteps, true. Moscow's invasion of Ukraine, bringing the uh, Russian leader's nightmare to life with NATO on the brink of starting its largest potential expansion. It was on the books already, the expansion, particularly into Ukraine, which um, basically envelops the Black Sea. 
So strategically, Russia said that we will not allow Ukraine to join NATO. And how will they not allow them to do it? By invading. Is their only option. What are they going to do? So we go, going to leave you um, in the Sunday review. Just go back really quickly. There are a bunch of winning ones here um, about DeSantis being the new Republicans and a lot of different things on abortion. Um, but uh, I just wanted to stick with one uh, in the Sunday review, which was the original headline was running for office to stop the steal. And that's why I picked this one to go over. And this is a guest essay by Barbara McQuaid, who teaches law at the University of Michigan, oversaw voting rights suits as U.S. attorney for Michigan's Eastern District. The fate of our democracy doesn't hinge on the battle for the House or the fight of control of the Senate, but on state elections for one uh, once sleepy office secretary of state. Now she goes on to, I'm not going to read the whole uh, opinion piece. She goes on to say that Republicans who are taking over secretary of state and really upholding the law, but it's state legislatures who are making laws to protect the voting rights and to protect uh, the vote counting and all the things that upended the 2022 election or the 2021 election, 2020 excuse me, that elected Joe Biden. So that's the one they're worried about. Um, but the thing is, Secretary of States can decide how those votes are counted and how the election goes down and what's allowed, what's not allowed, drop boxes, all these things that uh, allow for fraud. So she's saying uh, the Democrats should elect more Secretaries of State. That way they could keep the voting uh, fraud opportunities open while in most states... Uh, with uh, Republican legislatures and uh, Republican Secretary of States, they're closing down all those avenues for fraud. So I'm going to leave you with Kathy Hulchel. And of course, she, um, you know, she just comments on CBS Sunday, uh, uh, Face the Nation, just on the shooting. And it's so strange. First of all, she's not uh, elected. And so she's an appointed governor. And she is keen on all the authoritarian aspects of the Democratic Party, including gun control. And it was the same thing with um, Malloy in Connecticut during Sandy Hook. As soon as the event went down, they sprung into action full-fledged uh, gun control. And New York has some of the um, ex most extreme, uh, as Connecticut does, uh, gun control efforts. And it still doesn't stop people from committing heinous crimes. <laughs> Go now to the governor of New York, Kathy Hochul. Good morning to you, governor. You idiot! Good morning. I'm happy to be here to be on the show, my hometown of Buffalo. Are you concerned about further violence in your state? This information was out there. This was on a manifesto that was written a while back. And so we're very concerned about what other information is perpetrated out there on social media platforms. What? Uh, the intent of this individual was telegraphed in advance. But I, I want to ask about the weapon that this shooter used. Um, you've said it was legally obtained. Ah! You've also said that the shooter had been at one point under the surveillance of medical authorities because of past comments he had made about carrying out a shooting.
He's 19 years old. Apparently he was investigating when he was a high school student, brought to the attention of the authorities. He had a medical evaluation based on something he had written in school. And so we're going to find out what happened in the aftermath. You've called it a feeding frenzy for white supremacy. That's not funny! Actually regulate this without impeding on free speech. Law enforcement also monitors this as well. I mean, we have the FBI monitoring. We also have state police. So we need a multifaceted approach, but need vigilance, not just law enforcement, but also from the platforms that are allowing this to yeah. spread. You said white supremacist terrorism. You ain't black. Yes, federal terrorism, there are domestic terrorism laws on the books. This can be prosecuted under state or federal laws right now. It started with our district attorney at the state level. So this individual is not going to see the light of day again. Thank you very much. Uh, the intent of this individual was telegraphed in advance. Yeah, you see she mentioned the FBI. She mentions you know, social media companies being responsible for what someone puts up there. Uh, like it's not the FBI or the authorities in the town of Conklin or, or what have you, um, that this guy threatened a mass shooting, just like the Parkland shooter did. He threatened a mass shooting and then they don't do anything. And they let the guy go out and purchase firearms and just wait. And you know, in my opinion, behind the scenes, on the internet, they keep a guy in an agitated state, and then they trigger him somehow. It's overt mind control. It's not. It's not hard to understand how this how this stuff goes. You know, using bots and fake accounts and communicating with the actual shooter. Go do it. Go do it now. It's also and a lot of it's subliminal. All right. We'll see you next week. Rudy's Revelation. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment and follow me. Mine's Parlor. Facebook and Twitter. See you.